It's called hentai, and it's art. It's called hentai, and it's art. Welcome to the shitposter.club anime review podcast. I am Dad, and this is Cool Boy Mew. Hey, hey. We're here to talk about the best animes of 2015 spring season, right? Uh, no, no, we did spring uh, last, uh, well, last recording. Uh, We're at summer 2015 oh that's right i I hope you didn't have all your tabs ready from uh, spring or something because you're gonna have to close all of this shit up no your list starts with prison school right yes all right let's talk about that i've never i've never seen anyone call it the japanese name (laughs) yeah the english title is better yeah, it's it just what one of those shows like Full Metal Alchemist. Uh, I don't even know what the fuck that is in Japanese. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. Yeah, Ghost in the Shell. And it, it, is it called something specific in Japanese? Yeah, I think it's just called like Cyber Police or something really generic. Let, let me search. Yeah, it's Kokakuki Kudai. Anyway, yeah, even, even the author said he likes the English title better. Yeah, it, it sounds really great. So, anyways, the prison's cool. Yeah, this is a combination comedy slash softcore porno. I've read all of the manga and seen a little bit of the anime. Yeah, and oddly enough, I've heard it's actually very popular with women. Can't imagine why. It, maybe they find some of the main guys attractive. Uh, probably because it's over the top ridiculous, but at the same time, apparently... Apparently, the, the author of, uh, you know, Rido a Feeler, the, the, yeah. the anime with non-stop fucking rape? Yes. It's apparently very popular with the woman audience. Fucking I, why? <laughs> the, the, that of, of all fucking shows, I have no fucking clue. Maybe it's popular with depraved bisexual women who like seeing both <laughs> sexes get tortured and <laughs> murdered. <laughs> I don't know, but that that's really strange. I mean, um, th- there's uh, this show called, uh, well, this manga called Sekirei. Uh, d- do you know about it? Sekirei? What? Yes. Sorry. Um, I've heard of it. I don't think I know about it. Yes, it's some kind of bullshit tournament with like um, special mutant people. Uh, you, you have um, a, a main character who, uh, who's actually not a pervert, he's very soft, and you have a kind of like a strong female cast with um, uh, the, the main girl being uh, basically the, the female equivalent of uh, a shonen protagonist, and she acts like a, a wife to the main character. I can see why women will love this one, which apparently they does. Uh, prison school it's, uh, it's a little bit eh, i don't know i mean it's over the top ridiculous but we do a feeler i don't get it <laughs> yeah with prison school i was laughing out loud quite often when reading the manga like there's a part early on where 
Uh, the main characters appear before their principal, and he asks them if they prefer tits or asses. Ah, uh, yeah, that part. And even though the protagonist prefers tits, like he sees a reflection in <laughs> in the window of the principal looking at ass pics. So he just comes up with this like improvised speech on how amazing asses are. Yeah, the, the, the principal is the best character, but we should probably um, explain the premise. It, it's, it's actually very si- simple. There's this all-girls school, which is actually becoming unisex. And uh, th- there's uh, these five boys who were transferring in the school. And they're the only boys there. So uh, they start attempting to do perverted shit, and they get caught. And they get sent to some kind of prison school. Yeah, and wackiness and boners ensue. Yeah, but, but basically the, the female-led um, uh, school school president, well, they, they just kind of... Um, Sadistic they're, they're, lunatics. Yeah, and they're really hard on them. And it, it, it leads to a, a bunch of edgy situations. It, it, it's just absolutely ridiculous. It, and it's actually really funny. And also the principal of the school, uh, his daughter is the school president. And uh, it, his daughter keeps looking down uh, uh, on him because um, he has like uh, porno mags with uh, girls with big asses. And the... The school principal is the most ridiculous character. He's just played overly dramatic to such a, a ridiculous degree that it's absolutely hilarious. Yeah, kind of like Leslie Nielsen. Mm. At some point, he tries to get rid of his, uh, of his ass magazines and stuff like this. He put this in a tin. Uh, he just um, dig a hole somewhere. Uh, he put this in the hole, and, and then you see like a super dramatic um, tear cut come out of his eye. It's just fucking hilarious. Yeah, and the five main guys are always doing stupid schemes to try to get out of trouble or to see the girls naked. And it, well, it's 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 really funny. Uh, on my anime list, popularity sixty six. That's pretty good. Nah, that, that's high. <laughs> that, um, that's really high. Yeah, I'm not sure how much of the story the anime covers. Uh, later in the manga, there's one arc that goes on way too long. Uh, basically, it goes on until uh, they're, um, uh, they get out of this prison school. Okay. Yeah, in the manga, there's this arc that goes on too long, and then it, the manga just ends suddenly. It's kind Does of, it cancel? I think so. It's pretty disappointing. All right. Uh, it, at least the anime was good. Yeah, and, and the manga still has excellent art and a lot of laughs, so I still recommend it. Good, good. So I also add that uh, do not watch the dub of this is disgusting. What's so bad about it? Uh, it's um, it, it's the Gamergate line. Oh, it, it's from right. this anime. No, not only this, but like in the same scene, uh, the same girl talks about um, the same line. I think. Uh, Archer Fanzarelli, which is... Uh, <laughs> From Happy you know, Days? Yes. And it, it's like, I think the very same episode, or the episode after, you have uh, the main character and some girl, they go see um, uh, su- sumo practice. And it's like, and, and what fucking country I am? 
Yeah, eat your hamburgers, Apollo. Yeah, th- th- this is ridiculous. On top of that, you know that uh, the fat guy, uh, what was his name already? Uh, Endo? Yeah. Um, he's supposed to kind of look innocent and have like a, some sort of angelic voice or whatever, right? Yeah. Oh, you haven't seen the anime, right? A little bit. Okay. Uh, well, he has some sort of angelic voice. And and the English dub they changed the voice to some like disgusting troll or something. So and, missing the point entirely. Yeah, basically it, it's stupid. You, you you don't fucking do this. Anyways, uh, moving on, we should probably move on. Sure. <laughs> so uh, next anime is a really good one. Uh, Shimoneta to you gainen ga sanzai shinai. Taikutsuna Sekai or just Shimoneta? Have you heard of this one? No. So the English title is Shimoneta, a boring world where the concept of dirty jokes doesn't exist. Uh, yeah, I, have you seen this? Uh, did you see the streamcast Monday? Uh, no, I just fast forwarded to look at interesting users. I, I, have you seen my, my entry? Yeah. Have you seen my equipment with the <laughs> yeah with the, the pants the on head? Uh, it's it's a direct reference to the show. Okay, so tell me about it. Uh, well, let's just read the um, synopsis. Uh, the novel story is set 16 years after the law for public order and morals and healthy child raising banned coarse language in the country. Tanukichi Okima enrolls in the country's leading elite public moral school and is soon invited into the anti-societal organization SOX by its founder Ayame Kajo. As a member blackmailed into joining by um, Ayame, Tanukichi ends up taking part in an obscene act of terrorism against the talented student council president Anna for whom Tanukichi has a crush. I feel like this synopsis was a bit too short. Basically, what happens is that uh, in, in this world, um, all um, indecency in general has been banned. Uh, everyone is wearing some sort of uh, necklace that um, uh, tells the authorities if they're doing something indecent, anything indecent, bad words, etc. And it turns out that the, um, the main character father was uh, an activist against um, this law uh, in the first place. So uh, he was um, recruited by, um, by well, this uh, hero uh, terrorist organization that are against the law. Yeah, so this looks like the characters just go on wacky hijinks to create as much dirty material as possible. Basically. Okay. Well, I've heard the way swear words work in Japanese is just using the wrong politeness level. (laughs) But there's other things you can do, like pornographic graffiti and such. Yeah, there's also bad words like pussy and everything. Even in Dujinshi, they're usually censored. Yeah, I've noticed that shit like that gets censored even when translated into English. Yeah, th- th- this is weird. But anyways, th- th- this show is really fantastic. Watch the opening, watch the ending. Th- they're all great. Okay, I will. Uh, uh, you had something to say? 
Oh, I forgot what it was. Ah, yeah, whatever. So moving on to something very, very itchy. All right, three perverted animes in a row. This is a good <laughs> episode. Uh, you know about it. Monster Musume no Iru Nichijo. Yeah, I've read all of the manga of this. Seen a little bit of the anime. Oh, you, you read all the manga? I, I saw all of the anime. However, it was the censored version. It, it wasn't so bad because uh, I believe in this one, the, um, the scenes were just zoomed in. So you will miss on some nipples there and there. But I also, uh, well, I'll probably have to watch it and censor it at some point. <laughs> yeah, I'll read the synopsis. All right. Monsters, they're real, and they want to date us. Three years ago, the world learned that harpies, centaurs, catgirls, and all manners of fabulous creatures are not merely fiction. They are flesh and blood, not to mention scale, feather, horn, and fang. Thanks to the cultural exchange between species act, these once missed mythical creatures have assimilated into a society, or at least they're trying. When a hapless human teenager named Kuru Su Kimihito is inducted as a volunteer into the government exchange program, his world is turned upside down. A snake-like Lamia named Miya comes to live with him, and it is Kurusu's job to take care of her and make sure she integrates into his everyday life. Unfortunately for Kurusu, Miya is undeniably sexy, and the law against interspecies breeding is very strict. Even worse, when a ravishing centaur girl and a flirtatious harpy move in, what the full-blooded teenage human with raging hormones to do? So, who's best girl? <sighs> I'd say the Dolahan girl, because she doesn't have any disgusting animal features. Uh, I, I like uh, the spider girl, Ragnera. Oh, spiders are repulsive. I, I know, I know. I, I'm actually scared of spider in real life, but <laughs> uh, that, this character, mm, mm. <laughs> All right, now that we know about your fetishes, let's talk about the story. Uh, what's the... <laughs> yeah, the story's just a series of ridiculous setups to show... Uh, these girls trying to have sex with the human protagonist, and he's legally forbidden, and wackiness ensues. So, doesn't this count as a slice of life? Let me check on my animalist. This, uh... actually, no, it's just a harem comedy romance. But yeah, it's basically everyday life bullshit with uh, the, the girl. Yeah, and this uses a lot of, of fantasy tropes of these fantasy creatures. Like, uh, each species has its own separate culture, and they have di often have difficulty trying to integrate into Japanese society. Yeah, and every single one of them, except Narakneira, are always close to, kill him, to killing the main character. Yeah, either intentionally or not. <laughs> Just because their biology is so different. Yeah, especially the, the center. I mean, she, she's a freaking horse. A freaking whore. Yeah, horses and, can fuck you up. Yeah, really, really hard. <laughs> so, anything else to say about it? It's a lot of fun. It's, it's filthy and hilarious. I, I really agree. It, it's a really great watch. I really recommend it. Yeah, watch Monster Musume. Alright, so moving on to Himoto Umaru-chan. You, you know what that is. Garfield! I, Mm, a little? <laughs> it is about uh, an annoying orange cat. 
but it's no, just... no, no, not really a cat. Uh, I think it's more of a bear costume, but uh... yeah, tell us about it. Yeah, I have no idea what the fucker costume is. Uh, basically, I'll just read the synopsis. People are not always who they appear to be, as is the case with Umaru Dama, the perfect high school girl. That is, until she gets home. Once the, once the front door closes, the real fun begins. Where, when she does her ah uh, hamster hoodie, she transforms into a refined, overachieving student into a lazy, junk food eating ataku, leaving all the housework to her responsible older brother, Tae. Whether she's hanging out with her friends Nana Ibina and Kirie Motoba, or competing with her self proclaimed rival, Selfinford Tachibana, Umari knows how to kick back and have some fun. So yeah, it's a slice of life about uh, this. Um, well, th th this two-faced character. Yeah, who is we? When we see her, most of the time, she's this annoying, unwanted house guest who just shits up the place. Basically, and uh, that—that's where the fun is. Uh, except that her, her friends don't know her true identity. They—they—they—they they, they, they don't know this side of her because she hides it pretty well. In fact, one of her friends, uh, Abina, uh, when she sees her other mode, and uh, the main character turns like Chibi when that happens, uh, she thinks it's like her little sister or something like that. Yeah, due to the art style, when when she's home, she looks like this one-foot-tall little annoying rat creature. Yeah. So but the, th that's where the comedy comes from. The, the show's kind of fun. At the same time, it's uh, it might annoy a lot of people. Because the whole point is that the main character is a bit insufferable and annoying. And yeah, it might not please everyone. <laughs> yeah, this there's a lot of different slice of life animes. This one's deliberately irritating. Yeah, basically. So if that sounds up your alley, check it out. If not, uh, listen to this podcast. Me watch like hundreds of them. <laughs> yeah, basically. So now moving on to Roka Noyusha. Or Roka Brave of the Six Flowers. Okay, I know nothing about this. Nothing? Nothing. I remember it being somewhat famous for a while i'm just i'm just gonna read the annie list synopsis because it's way shorter so when the magian awoke from the depth of darkness the deity of fate choose six heroes and bequeath them with the power to save the world adlet a boy who proclaims himself the strongest on earth as select uh, was selected among the rokanoyusha heroes of the six flowers and he goes to the rendezvous point, but seven have gathered there. The heroes suspect that someone among uh, the seven is the enemy, and the initial suspicion falls on Adlet. Uh, this was pretty good. Uh, you think... Um, I, I just randomly picked this up. Uh, yeah, a friend recommended it. Uh, you will think that... Um, it will be some kind of adventure story, but it, it ends up being some kind of action mystery where, um, well, 
uh, all the seven heroes they have to uh, find the um, the imposter and uh, well there's a lot of fan fighting uh, of uh, possibly having to prove who they are uh, you get the backstory of some characters and it it gets pretty crazy yeah check the mumble chat when I was a kid, I saw a sub of an anime with a similar premise to this called They Were Eleven. All right. Yeah, it's a self-contained movie, but uh, that one's a sci-fi story. It's about like 11 aliens who are uh, traveling on a ship, but there's only supposed to be 10 of them. So like one is a spy or an imposter. Nice. Let me add this to my list. It was good. It was like 30 years ago I saw this man. <laughs> but I'd be yeah. open to watching it for movie night or something. Studio Magic Bus, I, I'm not sure. However, it was in 86, so I, I don't know. No, Magic Bus, I think, doesn't have the, the best uh, of reputation. Yeah, I don't remember much about it except the main premise. All oh, right. Yeah, Ma Magic Bus is now doing almost nothing but porn. Oh. That makes sense. <laughs> and apparently they're horribly animated. Yeah, like I said, I don't remember much about this. It's probably incredibly ugly and stupid. But yeah, this um, it might have been inspired by this, but then again, this is probably like a premise that's, uh, that has existed for hundreds of years. Yeah, I'm sure Agatha Christie wrote mystery novels with similar concepts. Oh, for sure. For sure. <laughs> but yeah, it sounds like Rocka no Yusha is better. I should check yeah. this out. And I have um, a, a, a figurine of this character called Fremi Speedrow. She's pretty cute. Okay. All right, I'm seeing a picture here. Yeah. So anyways, I have nothing else to say about it. All right, let's continue. So... Uh, Gakko Gureshi, I. Th this is another one where I, I should probably shut up about it. Okay, so I picked this completely blind. I did not know what the hell I was gonna watch, and then the first episode—it's another one that pulls a fake out too. On you. Okay, so it's not a cute slice of life story like the poster makes it seem. Yes and no. <laughs> yes, and stuff no. stuff happens. I'm guessing. Oh lord, the stuff happens. At the end of the episode, I was like, "What?" At the end of the episode, there's a big reveal, and you're like, "What? What? What the fuck? What the hell did I pick?" Man, I loved it when Talentless Nana did that. So should I? I should check this out. Yeah, uh, do not read anything about it. Watch the first episode. And the first episode is not the only uh, what the fuck that the, uh, the the anime has to provide. The, there's another one like in the middle of the series or so. And uh, th that's a big one. <laughs> okay, so, so I'll leave a note to watch this going in blind. Yeah, excellent. So that's all I'm going to say about it. Let's move on to non non biary repeat. Nothing else to say about it. It's the season two of non non biary the cutest slice of life about a, a girl from uh, Tokyo, I believe, or from a big city. Uh, she moves in the countryside. 
and uh, this is a cute, cute comedy slice of life and there's a lot of um, countryside porn by that i mean just like uh, nature background or just kind of uh, uh, just imagine a scene it's silent you heard the cicada and it just kind of pictures of the countryside and it's just mm, it's glad just see, so good yeah glad to see someone's doing that besides miyazaki uh, yeah, actually, the, the, there's a few anime that does that, and it's it, it just so lovely. I, I just love it when they do that. It's it just environment porn, and it's just it's relaxing. It's great to watch. Yeah, when we covered the first season, you mentioned how much do you like the backgrounds. Oh, yeah, they're, they're amazing. I wonder if this was propaganda funded by the Japanese government to get more people to populate the countryside instead of just packing into the big cities god probably <laughs> probably ah yeah bro. maybe because i know shinzo abe wants <laughs> he wants japanese people to have more babies yeah t- talking of japanese propaganda th- there's one coming up but later yeah we'll get to that <laughs> yeah you know the one i'm talking about yep so anyways moving on to jitsu what is she uh, the english title is actually i am uh, are you gonna say something about it uh yeah i saw a little bit of the manga of this but it didn't capture my attention very much i think i was ah. showing monster musume at the same time and that oh, did yeah, capture they, my attention yeah that it, it, this will and win against monster musume but this is actually a acute uh acute comedy romance yeah this is a similar premise, but it's more romantic, less perverted. And it's uh, in a school, of course. So let, let me just get the annual list. Uh, I, I just want, want to check uh, which is the shortest one because I'm fucking lazy. <laughs> yeah, let's just go with the annual list. So high school student Kuromine Asai is the kind of guy who literally cannot tell a lie. Whether it's trying to maintain a poker face in a simple game of card or keeping scurrilous, never that word, gossip to himself, Assay is a total failure when it comes to the art of deception. So what happens when he stumbles upon the most shocking secret of his life? When Assay learns that Shiragami Yoko, a beautiful girl of few words, is actually a vampire. Can I say he possibly keep his lips sealed? Uh, also, this is one of the rare uh, anime to actually have a girl with green hair. The I, I feel like green hair is just it's it just rare, and it pisses me off because it's my favorite color. Yeah, when I talk to normies about anime, they assume characters have blue or green hair, but no, blue is a lot more common. Yeah, blue is a lot more common. And um, actually, crazy, crazy hair is not all that common, like pink and stuff like that. Uh, thinking about it, the uh, Love Life characters actually kind of have uh, somewhat realistic hair color. I mean, there's Maki who has like tomato red um, hair that, that's not realistic. And you have two characters that have like, bluish hair but you rarely get any character with like pink or green hair 
there's just one character with pink hair and like the the three uh, the four seasons anyways uh, i digress uh jitsu wawatashua is a really really cute uh, romantic comedy about well monster girl in school uh, i felt like it was worth watching yeah this is more subdued than monster musume it's more subtle it's yeah, about yeah. an actual romance and not just lust Again, it's not uh, it, it's not actually etchy, except uh, perhaps uh, for that uh, uh, succubus uh, teacher. Oh yeah, as is common with anime, the teacher is a gigantic slut. Uh, well, she's not a succubus, but anyways, yeah, except for for that for that one character, uh, it's it's not etchy at all. As far as I remember. Yeah, this is something if your mom walks into the room and watches you watching it, she won't disown you. I'm not sure about this. <laughs> I, I, I can, actually, I can't claim that for of most anime, and I personally like it, but I don't want to claim that of this anime. I uh, l l Let's not go this far. <laughs> yeah, my mom must be more tolerant than most. Oh, why? No, she's just put up with my anime habit since I was a kid. Yeah, but I mean, she, she watched up, too? No, she can't freaking stand it. Yeah, yeah but uh, I mean, you, you've never, like, uh, hid your anime stuff or, uh, I mean, w watch stuff, like, alone in your room while there, there was nobody. But because I, a lot of anime lately have somewhat risky stuff that, that that's why when i get like people who freaks out that the uh, nozomi's washi washi uh which is meant to become comedic she, she grabs like an, another character's breast and love live and some people freak out at just that i'm like you guys are, do not belong here <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh i watched my neighbor totoro when i was a kid and uh, there's a scene where like a single father just bathes with his two young daughters, and that's considered normal in Japan. But yeah, it, it's disturbing to Western viewers. Yeah, yeah, that's. I haven't thought about that because I, the thing is that every single fucking anime has a bathing scene, all of them. Yeah, and those are usually meant to be like sexually arousing, but. This uh, no, was... not, not, not always, actually. E even uh, a lot of anime has actually non-sexually arousing uh, bad scenes. Because uh, bathing is very important in Japan. I was watching this Miyazaki movie that's wholesome and family-friendly. I just thought it was odd to see it in that situation, you know? Mm -hmm. well, what, what, did, what did your mom think about it? Oh, she's like, oh, those different countries, they have a different culture. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, uh, Jitsu Watashiwa, good anime. I quite liked it. Now, moving on to Classroom Crisis. I remember that this is something that uh, not a lot of people liked, but I kind of did. All right, let I, me read it. All right. A romantic comedy set in a near-futuristic world about the troubles and tribulations of high schoolers on salary. With aims to one day reach out into the stars, humanity has colonized all the planets of the solar system. This story of young high school hopefuls is set in 4th Tokyo in a Japanese Martian prefecture. Iris Shirasaki is a third-year student slash aspiring test pilot. 
Mizuki Sara is her peer slash mechanic, and Mizuki's brother Kaito is their homeroom teacher and the young director of the program developing their talents. Uh, it doesn't tell me much. Yeah. Um, the, the My Anime List, the one is better, so let, I'll just read that. And Martian Colony Fort, uh, Tokyo lies a classroom of Kirishina Corporation's brightest minds spearheading aerospace development, ATEC, led by genius engineer Kaito Sera, eagerly anticipating the arrival of their newest member. It soon become clear, however, that the transfer student is hardly ordinary. Nagisa Kiryu, newly appointed chef of ATEC, and the younger brother of the corporation CEO is sent to shut the program down. To keep the classroom alive, Kaito and his student desperately work to, to develop a successor to their most powerful rocket, the X-2. Meanwhile, Nagisa climbs the corporate ladder in pursuit of his own mission. In spite of this, their separate battles soon reveal that much more is going on in Kirishina Corporation than meets the eyes. Classroom Crisis follows Kaito and Nagisa, as well as Kaito's younger sister, Mizuki, and Atex test pilot, uh, Irish Iris Shirasaki, and a story of intrigue, political warfare, and against all odds, romance. As Nagisa and Atex are dragged further and further into Kirishina Corporation conspiracies, friendship grows and, and past are unveiled as they fight to uh, avert their classroom crisis. That's this better. one was good. This one actually explain what the anime is about. It's been a while, so unfortunately, I cannot tell you more than the synopsis. But I, I remember like actually getting into it um, because um, they, this is not like a normal classroom. They make rockets and stuff like this. And it was actually intriguing. Uh, I, I got into it. Uh, do aliens ever show up? I don't remember, but I don't think so. Oh, it could still be fascinating with all the space exploration. I don't think they end up like exploring space. It's all about like the the company drama and um, and uh, you know saving their their classroom. Yeah. So it was a decent watch. Uh, moving on to a Gatchaman crowds insight. I've already talked about this. This is the season two of Getcham and Crowns. This is actually an entirely, uh, well, a new story. Th this is not like a, con a complete continuation of uh, season one. Season one, like, had a complete story. And uh, season two is like a, a new story with the same characters and some addition. If you catch my drift. Yeah. So what makes this worth watching? Oh, God. Um, I thought that season one was uh, had some uh, interesting political commentary. This this one also has interesting uh, political commentary. And this one, uh, there's a new alien that shows up and is able to um, read people's mood. Okay. You know, uh, like determine their outward emotions. Yes, and it, well, actually, I think it's a bit of a continuation of what happens in the season one. Uh, let's just, uh, I'll just read the whole synopsis to give you a better idea. 
one okay. day a, a huge UFO spins over Japan and crashes into a rural far, farmland outside Nagaoka, disrupting uh, Tsubasa Mishudesi's ordinary life. As the Gachaman, the legendary defenders of Tachikawa City, supervised the ordeal, a peaceful alien creature emerged from the spacecraft. In the ensuing chaos, Tsubasa, the main character, is given a special uh, high-tech notebook or note from Gachaman founder Gigi Robinson, signaling Tsubasa's sudden recruitment into the group. Uh, is it the main character? No, no, never mind. It's not the main character. Who the hell is Tsubasa already? Oh, yeah, it's, it's a new character. Anyways, sorry. Uh, under the tutelage of fellow hero Ajime Ichinose, the main character, uh, Tsubasa slowly began, begins to adjust to life as a def defender of justice. Meanwhile, the crowd's technology, which enables users to manifest their consciousness into a physical form, is spreading amongst the public, as well as being endorsed by Prime Minister Suga Sugayama. However, a mysterious organization known as Vape has... Uh, gain notoriety by using unique red crowds to wreck havoc, shifting public opinions against the crowd technology. The Gatchaman, along with new recruits, but put a stop to their uh, destructive activities before it's too late. And uh, did, did you see what could potentially be the commentary on that? Oh, no. Could you, sorry, could you spell it out for me? Ah, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a bit easier because I I watch the show, but basically the 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 crowd's technology is uh, uh, the users manifest their consciousness into physical form. It's like uh, giant eyeballs or something, and uh, they're able to use them uh, for the good of the public. However, uh, the mysterious organization. Uh, they're basically uh, the devil's advocate, and their devil's advocate. They they have they have red um, they use red crowd to show how much the crowd technology can be dangerous. That that that's basically the plot of the show. So, is it a metaphor for like spying technology or? I, I I personally have no idea. I, this might actually go deeper into Japanese politics, or it might actually not, and it might actually just be a commentary on people in, in general. Yeah, this is way more complex than Godzilla equals nuclear weapon. Yeah, for sure. Uh, but yeah, the 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 Gatchaman crowd series is really fucking good. It has basically jackal to do with the original series, and it's probably for the better for it. The, yeah. All the better for it. Check the any list description. It's just like a short poem. What? Look at this shit. What? <laughs> Alright, so, so this is for the season one. Uh, we want to know about ourselves, about the fact that there is no society in our country, about society and the people living in different worlds, feeling and reason. What is crucial is thinking, not worrying. Modern people are too fast. We breath, swallow, and quick. We are terrible at being slow and deep. 
What, what the fuck? That, that's just gibberish. Did the babblefish from Alta Vista translate this? Uh, I think they might. I, I think they, uh, this, this is probably um, translated from uh, the official Japanese site or something, and then probably rearranged to make somewhat sense. But yeah, if this is an, indeed a haiku poem or something like that, uh, you have to interpret it, and I, I don't have time for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's continue. I, I, I've always hated that shit, but anyways, uh, Getchem and Crowd... Uh, wait, Inside? Is this uh, season two? Or... Yeah, this is season two. What? Okay, I was on my anime list. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, I have no idea. No idea what the fuck is this. Shit. Yeah, it's freaking weird, man. <laughs> I'm glad you showed me this. Have you ever played Final Fantasy Tactics on PS1? Uh, a little bit, but uh, I had other shit to play. Why? Oh, uh, late in the game, there's an optional dungeon with 10 floors. And if, okay. when you look at the descriptions of the floors, it's just total gibberish. Oh, yeah. This reminded me of that. Uh, yeah, I, I wonder if it's just like uh, mistranslation, or basically it was just shit that the, the translator could not uh, translate. Uh, I believe we already talked about Ted Woosley and Super Mario RPG, did we? Um, I'm not sure. Well, uh, it won't take long. Uh, basically, uh, what happened in, in, in the past is that people were just given Excel sheets, and they had to translate it without any context. And the text and the Excel sheet might not even fucking connect. So that's why I, that's why a lot of uh, crazy shit happened in translation. Uh, Ted Woosley was probably uh, one person who made some of the most coherent translation, at the same time inserting some funny things there and there, like uh, there is sand on my boot and stuff like that. Yeah, Ted Woolsey, he translated Super Mario RPG, Final Fantasy VI, Secret of Mana, a lot of Squaresoft SNES games. Uh, what's interesting about Final Fantasy VI and Super Mario RPG is that uh, in Final Fantasy VI, there's a, a super dragon that was never used uh, called the Kaiser Dragon. Uh, because of space limitation, he called it the Scars Dragon. Yeah, that's the Russian word. However, in Super Mario RPG, there's uh, this uh, dragon boss and the volcano called the Kaiser Dragon in uh, Japanese. He translated it to the Scar Dragon. He cut the reference. Well, well, he spelled it C-Z-A-R, which is a Russian word, which is the equivalent of Kaiser or Caesar. Yeah, yeah. So it works but... kind of. Yeah, but I mean, he, he cut the reference out of a dummied out thing that he translated. I think that's crazy, but all of this to say that um, in Super Mario RPG, uh, there's this uh, move called the telepath that Malo can do. If you uh, time it right, you can see the, uh, not just the stats, but the toughs of the enemy. Each uh, new unique enemy has something to say. Uh, in English, there there's a lot of gibberish. However, in Japanese, uh, a lot of it was actually anime references that obviously Ted Wesley had no fucking clue what was going on. 
Oh, I think uh, Legends of Localization has an article on this. Yes, and it was actually... Um, uh, yeah, I know, I've read it. And it was actually really crazy to, to finally have a closure uh, of uh, what, what the hell was that? What, what the hell happened with these? Right. Obviously, Ted was like, cool and know all of this shit. But uh, wh- why the fuck did we talk about this already? No, weird-ass poem in the description of Gachaman Crowds. Okay, sure, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> we'll just go on. All right, let's continue. So, and now, uh, next anime, Okusamagya Setokaicho. Uh, it's a short anime, I believe it. It might be like three minutes. Let, let me check on uh, my anime list. It's the um, eight-minute bird episode. Um, it's actually an etchy anime short. I'll just read the uh, whatever is the shortest synopsis. There we go, any list. The story begins with Izumi Ayato running to be student body president. But when a beautiful girl swings and promising the liberation of love while flinging condom into the audience, he ends up losing to her and becoming the vice president. At the student council meeting, the newly elected president invites herself over to Izumi's house where she promptly announced she is to become Izumi's wife thanks to an agreement facilitated by alcohol made between their parents when they were only three. Uh, it's an etchy shirt. There is a nudity. And I actually really loved it. Uh, you have a, a main girl and some other girls uh, often having like a cute outfit, cute lewd outfit. And uh, you, you, you get these really fantastic uh, a scrolling long shot of uh, the the characters and uh, this is worth watching this is number nine most popular of all time really? on, a- on any list Whoa. number and nine for shorts for shorts oh in its own category yeah but still i mean number 11 is rated 2015 uh, yes, this is a this is a short, uh, very well worth watching if you like yetchi shit. I do. So the, the, this is very nice, and uh, there, there's not much substance to it. So let's just move on. Uh, Bikini wires, another I believe, like ten minute shorts or something. Okay, and this looks like another like etchy, thinly disguised as an action series. Uh, basically, I, th- there's not a lot of action. It, it's just like a, a massive uh, parody of GRPGs. And that's it. It, it, it. It's funny. It's worth watching if you like Etchy. And uh, get the Blu-ray versions uh, because uh, there's uh, episodes with uh, uh, different scenes or much less sensors, which uh, that's what you want in such a show. Yeah, this looks just like queen's blade or something yeah but uh, there's not action average score 56 percent arch but five most popular 2015 so uh, for anime shorts so uh, yeah uh, there's actually an episode uh, where they they go in into everyone's house to um uh, to steal their items because you know uh, it, it's an rpg yeah, and then uh, at the end, the villagers angry are angry with them because they they abuse it, and it's full of dumb shit like this. 
Oh, I've played hundreds of those kinds of games, so I'm, I might <laughs> enjoy this. Yeah, yeah, I think you'll enjoy this. So moving on, uh, Miss Monochrome: The Animation Two, and just more of that. I, I think that the last time I talked about it, I completely massacred my explanation of it. Um, I have no idea if uh, Miss Monochrome is a real thing, or if she's original. Oh wait, source. A manga, apparently. I don't know. She, she's like a virtual idol. It's a 10 minute short or a 3 minute short. It's cute. Uh, th- there's a, a, an animated song and dance at the end of the episode that I thought was pretty good. And that's all I have to say about it. Yeah, there's like 9,000 different animes about idol singers. So. What makes this one stand out, or or is well, it, does I it mean, stand out at all? It doesn't stand out amazingly, but I thought uh, it was it was worth the watch. I mean, it's a short, so you you don't spend too much time with it, right? So, anyways, moving on. I've written Ari Monogatari, but just um, yeah, we covered I, that last episode, right? Yeah, it might have been a mistake. Let, let, let me see if I fucked up, and it was supposed to be this season. Because it started uh, April ninth, twenty fifteen. Yeah, but it it ended in September. So I, I wait. How many spring? So how many episodes? Twenty four. Yeah, I think I fucked up. It's it was supposed to be the season. I just noticed the protagonist's name is Takeo Goda. Isn't Goda a type of cheese? Uh, yes, but I don't believe it has any uh, relevance here. Yeah, this isn't a food anime, and it's not written by Akira Toriyama. <laughs> so let's continue. But who knows? Who knows? Anyways, you, Next. you know, you know, Japan loves um, uh, either the the like the they write the old the whole character personality into their name or they write uh, sometimes dumb shit like this it's it's perfectly possible yeah so anyways moving on it, it was supposed to be this season i talked about it last season so uh let's just go okay all right now i'm all fucked up okay a perfect denpa kyushi uh, I, I i like this one uh i i i picked up I picked it up very late. I think uh, a year or two later. I don't know why, but I ended up quite liking this one. So the synopsis and an anime adaptation of the manga, which centers around Junichiro, a young man obsessed with manga, anime, and games. He was a young genius who published paper in the journal. Uh, nature and science when he was only 17. However, after graduating college, he became a neat, absorbed in his anime blog. Unable to watch Kagami throws away his life, his sister Suzune gets him to work at the Ichizujo Academy she attends. The head of the school's board, uh, Koyami Hiragi, assigns Kagami to his new life as a teacher. Uh, th- this is the kind of show where you've got like uh, a teacher who don't want to do his job, uh, a students with problem, and uh, he ends up kind of, um, you know, solving everyone's problem. Yeah. 
this is good. I liked it. Well, it sounds like a less perverted version of Great Teacher Onizuka. Yeah, I've heard of that. And for I've, I have yet to see it, but yes, it's probably a similar premise. Yeah, I like the art style. I should watch this. This was nice. This was nice. So, anyways, moving on to Joker Machino Dandelion. I kind of like that one. It was all right. Let me just get the synopsis quick, quick. Uh, that's not on your list. Uh, yeah, I had it. it um... Uh, because when, when I, I made my list a while ago, I decided to not put... Um, I, I mean, th- this was not my favorite of the season, so I didn't put it. But, you know, since I'm just simply going through everything I've watched, uh, I, I added it back. Yeah. So, all right. So, in, in this story, the everyday lives of the nine superpowered siblings of the royal family are monitored by more than 200 surveillance cameras and broadcast nationwide. The people of the nation who are watching the broadcast will have the ability to elect the next monarch. The story focuses on Akane, the third oldest sister who can manipulate gravity. She is shy and desperately do, does not want to be caught on camera. So yeah, uh, it's as it's as the synopsis says. It wasn't bad. It was just not my favorite. Right. Uh, all right. So, so just move. Is it like the Truman Show with the characters constantly being on camera? Kinda, yeah. yeah kinda, yeah, but not as crazy. <laughs> all right. So, so is, uh, is that wait, all for your for your list before we move on to your anime of the season? I've added something special, but uh, we've already talked about that, I believe, like last episode or the episode before. What, what uh, was it? Uh, this is the season where Dragon Ball Super starts. Oh, that's right. Yeah, uh, I, I watched every episode of that just because I I grew up reading the Dragon Ball manga, even though there's no English version. Yeah, uh, uh, I know this is shameful and never watched the original. I watch a bit of uh, Dragon Ball Z. Uh, Fucking normie. You know what I called on TV back then, and I I ended up following like the Abridged series. But I really like Dragon Ball Super, honestly. Really, I I thought it was kind of tedious. I know. I I loved it. It was really a good mix of serious and uh, comedy. And yeah, I, yeah, I did do that quite well. And I, I really liked uh, the last arc because uh, uh, the series always had a, a jobber problem where v- Vegeta and uh, Goku are simply too fucking strong and everyone gets uh, left behind. But then you have like two arcs and especially the last arc that just comes around and oh, everyone's there. Like, everyone's a fighter now. Yeah, it gives the humans and Namek's something to do for a change, instead of just standing around being in awe of the enemy's power. Yeah, exactly. That, that's what I liked about it. You, you, have, you had Rushi, you had Piccolo, uh, uh, Krillin. You had fucking everyone fighting and was cool as shit. And, and fucking Fat Boo fell asleep and missed the whole tournament, oh. which is a, a Toriyama thing to do. Yeah, basically. I I, I think the, the worst thing is that he does this twice, I think. Uh, did, did he miss the, the other tournament too? 
Yeah, they had like a practice tournament as a kind of short arc earlier on. And yeah, I think for that, he, I think he screwed up during the written portion of the test before the oh, fight. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, so that wasn't the, in the practice tournament. I remember the written portion. It gave me vibes of the, um, uh, you know, the, the driving license episode. It was just so fucking dumb. Yeah. Or in One Punch Man, where Saitama breaks all records on the physical part of the test, but mm. fails the written part because he's kind of <laughs> dumb. So he just gets a mediocre grade. <laughs> and with that, uh, Dragon Ball Super, it's uh, it's worth watching. I'm including it now because uh, I consider long-running shonen. I mean, Dragon Ball Super, how many episodes was it? It's like 130. Yeah. If I sh- if a show uh, runs consecutively more than two se- than two or three seasons, it counts as a completely other category. Like I'm not even counting it anymore. And if you do watch Dragon Ball Super, I'd recommend just watching the two movies instead of the first two arcs. Uh, depends. The, the thing is that they're actually different. Uh, I only watched the first movie. But then I watch uh, the TV show. Oh, yeah, because of the animation, right? Yeah, the animation takes a big step down, and it drags things out to try to fill an arc. It Just watch the movies instead. Yeah, but the show actually... Um, uh, it changes things a bit about the, uh, the movies. And, uh, I mean, the show changes stuff, and uh, it adds some stuff. Even if it looks more ugly than the movies, but um, wh- where was it? When does the, the animation becomes good? I think after the Trunks arc, this is where the animation gets a massive step up. Yeah, they clearly saved their budget for the multiversal tournament at the end. Yeah, but anyways, uh, m- moving on, Dragon Ball Super, I-, I believe it was worth watching. Now to anime of the season... Uh, number three, Overlord. You've read the manga. Yeah, it's still going monthly. I still keep up with it. Nice, nice. So, do you talk about it? or? Yeah, I wrote some notes. So, uh, this is about a guy who's playing a computer game, an MMO, and he gets sucked into it as his character. But this is slightly different from most isekai, because the protagonist takes on a life as the evil ruler of the fantasy world, not as a hero. But mm. as, as, a stan- as a standard human from Japan, he's not evil. So he tries to act in a way that's believable to his minions, but, but he can still maintain power long enough to figure out what's going on with his new life. Yeah, what, what, what's funny is that uh, he never seems um, to know what, what he's really doing, but his minions uh, uh, always takes him as a freaking genius. Yeah, his dialogue makes him sound brilliant and badass, but when, <laughs> when you hear his thoughts, he's like, I have no idea what the hell is going on. I have <laughs> somehow <laughs> got to keep order, keep my minions from murdering villages of innocent people, but come up with a believable excuse. So, um, the main character, Ainz Olgon, uh, do you think he's evil or he's good? 
because I, I I've actually argued with that on the internet. Uh, there's definitely a few things that he's doing that makes him not totally evil, while at the same time there's plenty of other things doing that uh, makes him evil. What What do you think? Yeah, he's a mixture. Sometimes he does do evil overlord stuff, and sometimes he shows compassion and mercy. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But, yeah, anyways, this show... Uh, uh, how many seasons does it have now? There's... Uh, Overlord 2, let, let me sequel. Yeah, there's three seasons of the anime. The last season was in uh, 2018, so there is still uh, some chance of more anime. And apparently this is one of the uh, best-selling like novel, at least I've heard. So more anime is possible. Yeah, I, I like the concept of... Uh, the protagonist always remembering his former life and inside this fantasy world he's trying to look for other players whose usernames he remembers from playing the computer game mm. uh, but i haven't read the light novels so i don't know if anything ever comes from that so i feel like i had something oh yes yes uh, I I strongly believe that this is probably one of the work along with uh, sword art online uh, this and Sword Art Online probably inspired the massive slew of Fisekai that came after. Yeah, this was a big success and definitely yeah. inspired a lot of imitators. Yeah, basically Mushoku Tensei was a massive success. It eventually spawned uh, Sword, Art Sword Art Online. It's not an Isekai, but kind of. Uh, and then there's Overlord. And then everything came after absolutely everything came out came after these yeah we got konosuba and lots of other isekai mm. so anyways anything else to say about it no overlord's pretty good i recommend it yes definitely and now at number two gate g a tai kenichinite keku tatakairi or in english it's not written. Yeah, in English, it's just called Gate. Yeah, it's just Gate, I believe. But uh, the ah um, uh, yeah, uh, synonym Gate does the G S D F put there. There. Let me run the Japanese title through Google Translate. Give me a sec. No, I believe that the, that's what it it means. And uh, this is a phrase that's. Uh, often shown in the anime i believe uh, when the episode ends or something like this or um or, or like in the middle of the episode where the ad will normally be yeah this is blatant propaganda for the uh, japanese military yeah apparently they're doing very badly and i think the author is something like 70 year old or something Oh, so it makes sense that he's more nationalistic than younger people. Yeah, but he actually was in the military, in the military I believe. Uh, he's too young to have fought in World War II, though. Yeah, let, let me just get... I, I just want to, to see... Uh, yeah, th th there's, there's just very little info about the other. I, I have a hard time getting a picture... Anyway, let me read the description. Yeah, sure. 
The military fantasy series begins when a gate appears in Tokyo's Ginza district sometime in the 21st century. From the gate pours out monsters, knights from Middle Age Europe, and other fantasy-like beings, and they kill many of the citizens of Tokyo. This event is known as the Ginza Incident. The government sends a small group of soldiers from the Japanese Self-Defense Forces, a replacement for Japan's military, to the alternate world beyond the gate, led by otaku soldier Yoji. They find that the villages in the world are being attacked by a dragon. An elf girl, who is a survivor from the dragon's rampage, joins the group in their travels across the dangerous new world. So, like I said, this is pure Japanese military propaganda. Yeah, I... I uh, j just say I can't find any info on the on the other like what I read. So him being seventeen might, might have been complete bullshit. I, I'm not sure anymore. There's just no info. Anyways, go on. Yeah, the it, this is unusual because in a number of ways because as mm -hmm. a 33 year old protagonist, which is just positively ancient Methuselah by anime standards. Mm -hmm. Despite being an otaku, he. He's an army veteran, therefore he's an expert at military strategy and he can cut an enemy's throat with no hesitation. Yes. So he's not the fantasy hero he wants to be, but he can still gear up and slaughter some orcs. Obviously he gets some kind of pseudo-RM, but um, it's actually really cool to see a modern military go against some kind of fantasy medieval monster so yes they actually take down a fucking dragon with like uh, rocket launchers yeah does the real japanese military have one-tenth this much firepower oh for sure I, I i don't doubt that they have all this shit it's just that they don't use it <laughs> i mean i i mean do, do, do you hear about the canadian military do, do you hear about us uh, no isn't that just like a lumberjack and a bear no, but apparently we uh, um, we have like um, it, it, I think I have heard a long time ago that we make a lot of uh, modern military equipment, and uh, well, we have a lot of really modern shit. Uh, but you never hear about us, so I'm sure that Japan has all this shit, but just don't use it. Yeah, have you ever been to war since you? Burned down the U.S. White House in the 1800s. Oh, we did. Yeah, that happened. That's kind of badass. But anyways, uh, yes and no. It's basically just AIDS and stuff like this. Yeah. Well, with with Gate, I noticed the opening song has lyrics about working hard and never giving up, and that all the police and military characters are 100% competent and only care about protecting <laughs> the innocent. Well, so, actually, actually, it's kind of interesting because the, the main character uh, fights a lot with the military um, uh, commands and stuff like this in this series, so that actually happens. That's cool. And so, this, this isn't just you know, blood and guts either. No. It, they, I noticed they, there's a good visual gag at the start where the protagonist is looking at the fantasy game on his phone while real monsters fly around in the sky above him. Nice, nice. I thought that was amusing. But yeah, this is actually a really fucking great show. I, I mean, we just like laugh it off and say, oh, it's Japanese propaganda, but it's good. It, it, it's actually good. Yeah, this is high quality propaganda, and it's definitely going on my list. So yeah, there's uh, two seasons, and it's most definitively worth watching. And now for anime of the season, Shokugeki no Soma.
You, you've watched uh, that episode? Yeah, also known as Food Wars. What, what do you think about it? Uh, it was good. This is a standard anime thing where you take something mundane like cooking and you just exaggerate everything to an absurd degree. And also put some uh, some edgy shit into it. Oh yeah, this is pretty dirty. Yeah, because what happens is that um, uh, the, the characters eat the food and then the, the, the goes not that they goes but they, they explain the taste and um, using uh, these dream sequences. Yeah, basically super exaggerated dream sequences and they're always like off naked or outright naked, but you don't see anything. Uh, you won't be surprised to know that the mangaka uh, made the anti-dujinshi before being a mangaka. Yeah, big shocker. <laughs> yeah, big shocker there. Uh, which is uh, true for a lot of famous artists anyways. But yeah, um, th- this actually covers the entire manga. The yeah, just one season. Uh, no, no, not just one season. But I mean, there's five season or even six, and it covers everything. Oh, that's right. You talked about it a few episodes ago. Uh, yeah, b- basically, uh, the the series just kind of soft end, and then it continues. And the um, the mangaka uh, did not have uh, his cooking advisor uh, for for that period. And the last season is really not as good, but uh, at the same time, you've already had a good ending to it. And whatever, it it covers everything. It's really worth watching still. Yeah, this is kind of an obvious premise. Just like watch people react to eating really good food, but (laughs) it's satisfying. But it's not just that, actually. They go pretty in-depth into the cooking. Uh, the characters are fantastic. Yeah, there's uh, aut- autistic detail about food preparation. Yes, it, it a was lot. fascinating. Like the and, first episode has the the main character say the line, "I should have shaken that pan of fried rice three more times." <laughs> there, there's also a really great uh, female cast because I I, I know usually uh, uh, fucking shonen are not, are not good about it, but. The female cast, amazing, which is needed if you need to do etchy anyways. I have uh, this figurine of this girl called uh, Ikumimito. Okay, is that the blonde girl? Yes, I also have uh, uh, a figurine of uh, this girl called uh, Rindo, which ah. uh, she comes much later. Much, much later. Okay. Yeah, I need to watch more of this. But yeah, this is absolutely worth watching it's it's one of those uh, really uh, of new innovate innovative shonen series that are just fucking amazing and it most definitively uh, defined the 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 2010s yeah i wrote some more about this it's okay if i read it oh sure sure so the plot is the protagonist he can create some of the best food on earth with his superior japanese willpower in that first episode uh, criminals destroy all of the meat in his father's store mm-hmm. because they want to buy up the land where the store is yeah so, they, they bully him so he gets his revenge not through violence but by serving them a fantastic meal just to prove they can't stop him and of course the criminal lady in question loves the food so much she has 
orgasmic screams while mentally shedding her clothes in ecstasy as the camera shows her bouncing tits and ass. <laughs> so, in this anime, you can expect cartoonish overreactions to the food, a lot of, and a lot of the dialogue and reactions are obvious sexual innuendo. Mm-hmm. And it's amazing. Yeah, this was really good. I need to check out more. Alright, so that was Anime of the Season. Now, just one more thing. Lemon of the Season, Ranpokitan, Game of Laplace. Uh, it's actually based on, um, on, on the writings of a famous uh, Japanese author. Uh, yeah, inspired by the works of author Edogawa Rambo. Uh, when several murders at a middle school attract the attention of genius detective Akechi, a student named Kobayashi volunteers to help with his investigation. Um, th- that one was just simply uh, disappointing. Uh, it it it, uh, it starts really amazing, and uh, just as it go on. Uh, the arc starts being like just kind of terrible, more terrible, and and then th- there's some kind of climax at the end uh, with a storyline, and I ju- I don't know, I ju- just didn't give a shit. Oh, there's a famous French mathematician named Laplace. Uh, look it, at it, look at the mumble chat. Uh, yeah, is this where uh, Laplace demon comes from? Or yeah, yeah, I think I heard that in Oh My Goddess. Yeah, Laplace Demon is something I've heard in at least 15 anime now. Yeah, it's kind of like Schrodinger's cat. It's this uh, Western I, concept that shows up a lot in anime. I, I swear to fucking God, if I heard about Schrodinger's cat, if another anime explained me the shit one more time, I'm going to be angry. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't ever want to hear this fucking cat again. No, no more Schrodinger's cat. He's dead. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that we know for certain. So, <laughs> anyways, that um, is there anything you wanted to say about it? Uh, no, this doesn't even look interestingly bad. Just kind of boring. Yeah, I I, I love the opening. The, the opening has some kind of um, I, I I've researched uh, I've researched it a while ago. Uh, the 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 lyrics are super macabre. It has. It's a very specific Japanese jar. It has its own name, and it's. Uh, uh, what's the opening? It's worded. Okay, might add it to this episode. Uh, but uh, otherwise, the the show started super promising and just ended up disappointing. That's... Ah, but that's your only lemon for this season. Uh, yes, uh, at least my only lemon. Uh, like a show that I really hated. And that was it. Uh, anything else to say about this season? No, let's move on. Uh, I could do a whole episode about Dragon Ball Super, but we've <laughs> no, already no. we've been going for long enough. Uh, before the episode, we talked about something, and we said we should include this at the end. What the hell was it already? Yeah, I watched this podcast where these guys talk about why anime dialogue is considered bad. Mm-hmm. And they wanted to detail about Japanese theater... <laughs> Mm-hmm. And how Japanese actors tend to be these big overreactors just because uh, they need to get uh, people all throughout the area where the play is located to see them. I see. So that, that might be the reason why, like when you watch anime today, if a character is embarrassed, he doesn't say, oh, sorry. He says, 
Okay, yeah, th- th- this is why anime is all about like e- exaggeration and uh, uh, the characters screaming uh, attack names and then making giant moves. That that might explain all of this. Yeah, it goes into that a, a bit. That's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, so I'll, but, I'll put the URL in the show notes. Perfect. But I, I was talking, we were talking about something else before the, uh, the, the episode. I don't fucking remember. Oh, uh, about Japanese games. I've been playing Kingdom Hearts 3 since it's on PC uh, now. Yes, it is. Um, yeah, yeah. We're, we're, uh, you didn't get it from the Epic Store, right? Right, I just pirated that shit. <laughs> but yeah, I, I was gonna say the, the, the fucking Epic Store, f- fuck that shit. Uh, I don't even uh, go get uh, the free games. That, that, that that's what they want you to do. You, you want to get the free games, eventually buy something, etc. D- d- don't even do that. Uh, uh, the, the Epic Game Store has been trying to uh, get a market share. I mean, uh, competition is good. That's what everyone tells. But uh, the the Valves have have literally done nothing wrong, as far as I'm aware. Well, I for one support our Chinese overlords, and Chairman <laughs> Xi Jinping will lead us into a new golden age. Yeah, there's also that problem with Epic. But uh, one of the main problem with Epic is that they, they were literally yanking out uh, games uh, from uh, the, the Steam Store. You know, so, they, so they, they were could about be to come Epic out. Store exclusives. Yeah, basically. that's bullshit. That is total uh, bullshit. Apparently, uh, Steam always had this rule where uh, devs uh, couldn't do this. They they couldn't put up their game and then, whoops, exclusive. Uh, but because of them, they had to enforce it. Now, N- not only this, but uh, what pissed me off the most, uh, you know, Shenmue Three. I didn't back yeah. it, but a lot of people were waiting, were waiting for this. Uh, basically, Epic, uh, they came swooping in, made a deal with the publisher, and whoops, you're not getting Steam keys anymore. You're getting Epic keys. No Steam keys for you. Yeah, I heard about that. that, that if, if I was a backer for Shenmue 3, I would have demanded a refund over that shit. That, that was disgusting, but uh, thankfully they gave refund, and I believe a lot of people got them. At least I hope. Yeah, I never even liked the first game in that series. Uh, I believe I have one and two on uh, Steam or something. I still gotta play it, but apparently it's a very uh, uh, it's it's a very specific taste kind of game. Yeah, it, I I played the first one on Dreamcast in two thousand. I just didn't like it. Yeah, either you like it or you fucking love it. I mean, either you don't like it or you fucking love it. Yeah, I know some people worship that series, but it's not my taste. Anyways, I heard that the third one was actually successfully like one and two. I heard they, they, act, they, they were actually successful in replicating it. It has its own problem, but yeah. Yeah, anyway, Kingdom Hearts 3 itself... If you've played one of the games, you've played them all. A lot of decently fun button mashing action gameplay. Yeah, the, the the action is fun. Uh, too bad about the fucking story. Yeah, the story is just the most confusing uh, anime gibberish you've ever seen in your life. And you have to play all of the side games to even begin to understand it. Yeah, that's true. Everything is fucking canon, including the new uh, spin-off rhythm game. That That's canon. 
I guess after after the first game, uh, the creators realized that these new anime characters were more popular than the Disney or Final Fantasy characters in it. So they kind of pushed those to the side and just uh, introduced the, lots of new anime characters. The, the, the game is just gross, in my opinion, because uh, the, the, the fucking story, man, you have like these Final Fantasy characters mixed with Disney characters. You go to this cute Disney world and then the story is a convoluted fucking mess that that makes uh, lost seems you know the tv show yeah it, it, it makes lost seems like a goddamn masterpiece oh yeah it, it is just such a confusing pile of shit you're better off ignoring it and just enjoying the combat which oh, yeah, is so, which is pretty good oh yeah the, the the game itself is fine it's just like the, the cuts in the story con is just fucking nonsense uh, the, the game pissed me off so fucking bad on that that uh, I stopped playing Kingdom Hearts 2. I was like, no, I, ca I can't fucking take it anymore. Yeah. No more of that fucking story. <laughs> Fortunately, you can skip the cutscenes. Yeah, but, you know, I, I'm kind of a nutist when it comes to this. I want to experience the game like they're meant to be experienced. And n skipping the, the cutscene, it, it just, I, I might as well not play it at all. You know, uh, I can understand that. I I just like the combat in the Kingdom Hearts games. That's why. Oh, I, yeah, the, that's why the, I beat the first two. The, the combat is is really fun. It's one of those really rare uh, action RPG. I, I mean, action RPGs somehow doesn't exist. They they almost don't exist. I don't know why. Yeah, there's a lot more in the '90s and zeros. It's just they faded from popularity, I guess. No, e even in the '90s and zeros, action RPGs barely exist. I, I don't know why. Uh, there were a lot on the Super Nintendo. Actually, not, 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 not a lot. There, the, the, there were action games, but action RPGs, not a lot. And that's even if you include like Illusion of Gaia, which didn't even have uh, level ups. Uh, yeah, Illusion of Gaia technically don't have the level up. They have stats up, but that that's another story. Even if you include like these games, uh, it, it doesn't have a lot. But Squaresoft did some on the PS One, like Brave Fencer Musashi and Threads of Fate. I need to play Brave Fencer. I need to play that game. Oh, is it good? I'm tr trying to think. No, it's been too long. I... The, the, there's also a PS2 remake of it uh, done in Kingdom Hearts style that I wonder if it's even good. I think that one's a sequel with different characters. Oh, really? I, I thought it was a remake because it's called the exact same thing. Well, sometimes game sequels will do that when they're relaunching the series. Yeah, I suppose. Like, I there's suppose. four different games called Prince of Persia. Oh, that that, that one's a mess. <laughs> Let, let's not go into that one, but uh, that's another series I should play. I, I believe that the GameCube Ubisoft games were actually good. Uh, yeah, I played a bit of Sands of Time. It was pretty good, but I think I got distracted with Devil May Cry around that same time. Yeah, because I've always been yearning for these uh, cartoony uh, pl platformer of that era, yet I've strangely played very little of them. Uh, there were a lot of the game on the GameCube, PS2, Xbox. Uh, I've been watching the um, Project Deluge from um, Eden Palace. That's the, where they, they leak uh, beta versions of old games, right? Yes, uh, basically, 
some collector just released something like 2,000 PS2 prototypes. Oh, shit. Two fucking thousand. Each three demos, uh, all the likes, and uh, what they showed on stream was mostly like a cartoony platformer, Ratchet and Clank, uh, and Clank, the Jack series, um, uh, whatever, Tack and the, and the Power of Juju. Uh, all of these games that I, I just didn't play them, they, they seemed cool as shit. The Crash and the and the Spiral games of the era. They, yeah. they all... Um, Any Japanese games? No, I believe it's mostly American games. Oh, yes, yes, they, ac- they actually had God End. Oh, sweet, I need to check that out, because that game kicks ass. Unfortunately, the, for the Japanese games, they're mostly um, a localization prototypes, I think. Uh-huh. But, I mean, uh, localization prototypes are not always a complete loss, because sometimes they have things hidden in the file that are not supposed to be in the final, and they usually have a debug mode uh, activated. Okay, yeah, I'll check out the God Hand beta, at the very least. Uh, yeah, so, uh, there's probably nothing uh, amazing and used, but uh, if there is, it might pop up on the internet at some point someday. Ch- check maybe the, the cutting room floor. Okay. Maybe. You know about the cutting room floor? Yeah, I, I used to have some internet friends who edited that site extensively, but I lost most of them after Gamergate. Yeah, of course, of course. But yeah, I think that's it. I've I've talked about everything. Anything else? No, that's everything I wanted to cover. Let's wrap this up. Yeah, I think that's it for today. So if you want to hear more of our shit, go to shitposter.club and sign up. Join us, Red Fun. All right, goodbye. Bye. Shimmer, the manacle, she's a